I'll be honest with you, we're going through it today. <laughs> There's a lot happening. Welcome to First Things First. On today's show, Lamar Jackson, no franchise tag, no deal done. Why the Ravens' new offensive coordinator said something that made Nick's blood boil. Oh, you were upset. You're just dumb. Your blood was boiling. <laughs> Meanwhile, Packers wow. fans still in the dark about who their QB will be. I'll, I'll tell you dark, what it didn't do well to me, Wild. What? Well it didn't wild. tickle me pink. Oh, it did? That well, there was right a lot now. of stuff. Look it up, Nick. Look it up. <laughs> it's there. Mean? It's in the dictionary. <laughs> it's a colloquialism. <laughs> and finally, I can't, this is, I can't believe this. I just can't what? believe this topic. There are three topics in this show today that I just can't believe Nick we're doing. Nick insisted on talking I Jimmy can't G. believe it. That's what it is. He insisted on talking to Jimmy. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin yeah. Wilds. You want to give us a give us the trailer, not the full movie? He's not good at that. It's going to be a great show. <laughs> no, great show. We got NBA, NFL. I told you he's not good at that. Jimmy G. Oh, yeah, I don't just mean That like, isn't my best. Chat AI, man. You gotta I'll give you very that. direct questions. Oh my god. I gotta stay in my lane. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> we start with <laughs> You alright? <laughs> the Lakers making the playoffs. <laughs> I'd say they probably won't. Are the odds there? The odds, yeah. Yes, plus 188. No, minus 288. All right, just start talking. We've lost Wilds Wilds for the show. Wilds is gone. That stupid AI bot thing. Brew. How devastating would it be for LeBron if if the the Lakers missed the playoffs? Look, Nick, one thing you and I agree on. We disagree on a lot. One Mm -hmm. of the things you and I agree on, I believe, is looking at things and players in the proper context. Sure. Right? Both past players and present players or teams and situations. And I think we have to look at LeBron and this season in context. Okay? Here's the context around LeBron James that people don't seem to understand. He's 38. I knew that. Okay? 38 years old. He is in his 20th NBA season. He's battling nagging injuries himself. And his wingman, who's supposed to have taken the torch from him yep. two or three years ago, is injury prone and yeah. not there. Can't even string together three straight weeks of basketball. Yeah. Okay. So when you understand that context and then the historical Can context. Can I add a little more context to it with the 38-year-old thing? Yeah, go ahead. The, the, no one, the second best player this year that is 35 or older has been Chris Paul. So it's, it's not like there's a bunch of – he's 38 and there's 36- and 37-year-olds doing it. Right. It's the – No one's it, come close Nobody – in, in current or past. But now right. go ahead. Like no, the no thir- one's come close. Go ahead. And, and here's the historical context. Michael Jordan – nobody killed Michael Jordan or holds it against him that his last two years in Washington, they didn't make the playoffs. Correct. Sub five. No one killed Kobe Bryant – that in his last year in L.A., they won 17 games, and he shot 35%. 35%. All right. No one killed Steph Curry that a couple of years ago, they finished as the A.C. but lost in the play-in yep. and didn't make the official playoffs. Right. All right. Yep. So why in the world would anyone kill LeBron James if in his 20th season he doesn't make the playoffs? So, I don't get it. Well, so, uh, I agree with you on a logical standpoint, but I do think it would be devastating and mortifying for a few people involved with the Lakers, and that's most notably <laughs> Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka. And that is that the Lakers this year, they started 2-10. and 10. We knew it was on the board that that awful start could happen, right. and that is what they have been trying to pull themselves out of. Since that 2-10 and 10 start, they're 25-22, and 22, which would put them as a win percentage record the five seed right now. And I know that there is, going, there is some pushback on, well, how much of the Lakers being a mediocre team even after that start is on LeBron's availability? And this is where the facts have to matter. LeBron has played 45 games this year. Durant played 39 so far. Yet the Nets, I know he's no longer on the Nets, mm-hmm. but he hasn't played for the Suns yet. The Nets are 10 games over 500. Steph has played 38 games this year, yet the Warriors are at 500. Kawhi Leonard has played 34 games this year. None of these guys have played nearly as many as LeBron, and yet the Clippers are 33-28. and 28. The Lakers' inability 
to field a competitive team in, in the games LeBron misses, and even more so when you show you the graphic, when he sits on the bench is unfathomable. When LeBron James plays for all their problems this year, the Lakers play as well. As the Bucks, uh, uh, it's just, I'm just telling you what the plus minus. You think they're as good as the Bucks? No. What I'm okay. telling you is, on the season, the Bucks plus minus is sixth best in basketball. That's what the Lakers are when LeBron plays. And then when he's off the court, it's worse than the Hornets, who have what won 13 games this year, 17 games this year, something like that. They're bottom five in basketball. That is on the roster construction, and that is on the inability to field a competent supporting cast until the literal deadline to improve your team, and it might have it might have put them too far behind the eight ball. All right, Brew, they've got 23 games left. What do you want to see the Lakers? One, I want to see LeBron and AD playing. Yeah, right, but what, do, what do you want their record to be out of those 23 oh, games? Well, Nick's throwing it out there. They need to be 14-9. I don't, whatever it takes to get in the play-in. That's what I want to see them do. I don't care what the record is. Just get in the play-in, and that means Anthony Davis needs to play most of these games. If not, how about all of them? Is that too much to ask of yes. a 29-year-old yes. in his prime? He's not playing all of them. Uh, worst record versus winning teams. The Rockets are pretty bad. They're yeah. not necessarily trying to win games. Hornets aren't either. The Pistons, they're not trying to win. Uh, Spurs, Spurs really not trying to win. And then the Lakers. Wow. So... I know we looked at their upcoming schedule, and it's moderately easy, Nick. But does this graphic... All of it concerns me. The the fact that the Lakers this year, when LeBron James doesn't play, a game or is just on the bench, have been outscored by 193 points is wildly concerning. The fact that that they somehow... They're the Los Angeles Lakers with Anthony Davis under contract, and they find themselves in the exact position that the 2006 Cleveland Cavaliers did, which is when LeBron James goes to the bench, the team goes to die. Now, what those Cavs had going for him is back then LeBron could play 78 games in a season, and this year he's probably going to play. Right. LeBron was obviously a better player when he was on the court, and he also played more. But there is no excuse. We see LeBron's played 45 games. That's the same as Embiid. That's one less than Dame. That's three less than Ja. LeBron's availability and performance is the least of their problems. The question is, why can't this team just tread water when LeBron is not on the court? And that is, to me, a roster construction issue that we all saw coming going into the year, and then they literally waited until hours before the deadline to fix it, and now they got to go 14-9 and nine to make sure they can make the playoffs. All right, season comparison, Brew, between LeBron and AD. LeBron's played more games, has more points. AD's got the rebounds, obviously. Both shooting over 50%, and again, Nick's favorite plus-minus. I didn't realize you were so big of a plus-minus guy <laughs> until that. Oh, not in single games, I'm not, but over the totality of the season, I think it's useful. Okay. More pivotal for the Lakers' playoff push here, Brew. LeBron or AD? Without question, it's Anthony Davis. Now, I really? get why. Absolutely. You said it. LeBron's playing fine. Okay? The question is Anthony Davis, and their defense is the problem. They're like sixth or seventh in the league in points scored, 117 a game. Defensively, they're about sixth worst in the league. And Anthony Davis, check out this graphic. When he's there, they're actually a really good, not, not just a good, they're a great defensive league. They're tied for third in the NBA defensively when Anthony Davis is on the court. When he's off the court, they're 25th. Again, their problem, even with the poor roster construction before the trade deadline, the problem was not scoring points. It was stopping other teams from scoring, and that is Anthony Davis. Nick, Anthony Davis, when he's right or when he plays, gives them something very few teams in the NBA have now. A dominant big man who can't be stopped. Nikola Jokic can't stop Anthony Davis. He abuses Jokic. Okay, so Anthony Davis makes them unique offensively and defensively, so he's the key. See, so I – who's the best player on the Lakers? 
It should be AD, but it's LeBron right, right now. Which AD is why, unfortunately, up. the onus is once again on LeBron. I totally agree with you. It should be Anthony Davis. And if Anthony Davis had taken the mantle, if you will, that he was supposed to and taken the leap that he was supposed to after winning that title, then we would be in a very different situation. But I believe the, 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 what the Lakers can rely on is that LeBron's going to be excellent, so he has to be excellent. We're in a weird spot where Anthony Davis giving you more than like B-minus performances is a bonus. And that's so I think it is more pivotal that the offense, I think, is going to be quite good the rest of the way because I know Palinka couldn't figure this out for quite some time, but we have a 20-year sample of LeBron plus shooting. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a good to great offense depending on how good the shooting is and how good LeBron's playing. You're totally right. The question is, can Anthony Davis hold down the defensive end? I don't think they need to be a top five defense. But I think the offense is going to come with or without Anthony's contributions. But they they don't have great defensive players. LeBron at this stage in his career is not a great defensive player, except for on like individual possessions with occasion. He can still channel it, but he can't do it the whole game. That has to be on AD. AD, Jared Vanderbilt's a good defensive player. Beasley's long. Yeah, but I don't know how many. I don't think Vanderbilt's going to be playing crunch time for him. You know what I mean? Like, I think that you're going to need to lean on Anthony Davis in that regard. But I don't think Wilds right now, or do you you think it's smart to rely on AD? Because I don't think it is. Well, I still think his feelings are hurt. I feel like we're blowing past this. He had 28 and 10 last game. He looked looked refreshed. Yeah, but then, you know. Ten days ago, he was pouting on the bench. Okay. Uh, like, you don't see that in playoff teams or maybe playoff teams, play-in teams. We don't certainly see it in championship teams. What I will say is this. I don't think, Nick, LeBron needs to give him 30 a night. LeBron could come down to 25 a night. Let AD – AD really should give him 26, 27 a of game. Of course he should. De- D'Angelo Russell, let well, him get his 17. Sh- like, he's going to want to shoot. LeBron can back up a little. And to your point, a year ago – Maybe give a little more effort on the defensive end. All right, so that might be what they need to do. We got lambasted for saying the guy was more worried about winning a scoring title than winning games. That was your take, and then you ran from it like a small child who set a fire and then didn't want to get get blamed for it. That was the take. I don't totally disagree with that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't totally agree with that. <laughs> of course uh, you don't totally someone... disagree. It was your own take. <laughs> Standing in the way of the Lakers making the playoffs, friend-turned-foe, Pat Bev. Here he is on his mindset when he goes against his former teammates. Take a listen. Bulls, 11 seed right now in the Eastern Conference. And we played the Lakers twice. You played the Lakers twice. Wow, is that going to mean something a little bit more to you? What? 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 We played the Lakers twice. There's so much history in the, in that game now. There's so much going on with the Lakers. What are the emotions going to be like going into that? Like, what's going through your head? Knock them out the playoffs. Oh, my wow. goodness gracious. It, Look you know at what? you, Wilds. When you got this for me as an early Christmas present, I barely got the chance to wear it. It was cold. Yeah, because, by the way, yeah. we, are we ever going to revisit that, that the moment they traded for Patrick Beverly, I said he's getting traded before the deadline, well, I, and you said I needed to get used to it, and I needed to embrace Patrick Beverly, and instead he's now on the Chicago Bulls, who are going to miss the play-in. The Lakers might as well. are going to miss the play-in entirely. You know what my takeaway from that is, Brew? Too many podcasts. Pat Bev and Roan have a podcast. I was unaware of it until this very moment. Is that his second pod? He's got two. I, no, he's I think got that's his own I think podcast. That, right, that was it. That oh, was the oh, Pat Beverly podcast, yeah, which podcast. is downloaded by dozens and dozens oh, of people. Oh, he's taking shots day. at the podcast the, yeah. industry. Pe- people love No, I'm Pat taking ben. shots at that, but no, people don't people love Pat like Bev. Yeah. No, who? I don't like him. Who are the people? people. Who? Yeah. It's the same as they, that they call like you, Mr. Because it's that group of people. Okay. They, people, it's okay. all the same. Why, do, why does Pat Bev, did, did, why does the media, and I guess I'm a part of it, but you guys make me, I'd prefer not to discuss, is, is there any player in sports whose output slash contributions is more inversely correlated with how much we hear from them and how much they're discussed? Like, what is the NFL equivalent of Patrick Beverly being a guy who gets to uh, go on talk shows in Versace robes and and talk about Oh, you don't like the the, Versace robe now. And knocking the Lakers out of the playoffs. Give me a break. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Because he says interesting things. 
Well, that's why he's interesting. And he opened the door a little bit behind the numbers that we keep on putting up. And he said, you know what the issue is? Bad vibes. And I'm like, yeah, we're not paying him. No, it's not because of him. It's okay. not because. Here's what he said, bro. The vibes are sometimes on, sometimes off. Inconsistent vibes lead to inconsistent play. We had the vampire comment, which was bizarre about Russ. We had AD pouting on the bench, and we had Pat Bev saying what the vibes What does Pat are Beverly off. know about winning vibes? What does Pat Beverly how know how times, about— How many straight times no, has he made the playoffs? More, more than LeBron, no. that's all I know. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say, Nick. Uh-huh. I, look, I, I, you don't like Pat Beverly. This was refreshing. Thank you. Okay. All right, I, enough of the, oh, let's all just be oh, friends. Let me you. say what's politically correct. Let me not offend anyone on another team. Patrick Beverly kept it real. I want to knock them out of the playoffs. And that's what I want from my NBA, my NFL, my MLB players. Knock your opponents out of the playoffs. That's what I want. That's great. It would be more refreshing and more noteworthy if it came from a player that might actually be able to have some impact. And not the 281st, but he does have impact. No, he does negative impact on his own team, which is why teams keep getting rid of him, which is why the Rockets had their most success when he was not there or when he was injured. The Clippers had their most success once he left. The Lakers had the experience yeah, with the three months, Kawhi and then Leonard. they were like, get out of here. <laughs> like, the Patrick Beverly and Mr. Stand on the Table for making How the about first Minnesota? round. Exactly. How about them? They, they, what did they do? What did Minnesota he do? He had a meeting, gave oh. everybody their role, no. yeah, and right. they made the playoffs. That is according to history according bounces. to Patrick Beverly. <laughs> that is a, a, a gospel according to Pat that that is what turned their season around. We have no evidence of that. There's None. We, the evidence is they made the playoffs. There's something amiss about the Lakers organization that goes beyond – the, yes. the scheme they, and what's happening on the basketball yes. court. There's something wrong, and Patrick Beverly said it. And we're like, well, if they play but more we defense, if they it. spread the floor. Like, the Russ no, thing was a disaster. Not just Russ, and he was else. a disaster. Yes, him. He was a big okay, Why is AD pouting on the what? bench? Well, that's a separate issue. Okay, but that so we is, got all these separate issues. The, what do you think it is, Wilds? I'm not saying What do you think it is? You're on TV. What do you think it is? I don't know. I'm a journalist. I no, don't have not. any information. <laughs> Just seems like there's issues with Russ. There was issues with Pat Bev. There's issues with Frank Vogel. There's issues with AD. I don't know. A lot of moons there. I don't know who the sun is. But <laughs> See, <it's- laughs> just say it. I don't say what. Okay, this I don't guy. know what's going on. You're, you're so a close. Lot of issues. You're so close saying what you want to say. There's a lot of issues. You going think on. Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook were the solution, but unfortunately, LeBron James was the problem. What a take. Huh? That's exactly what a take. I just say that. it. You I just want to say it. And there's something odd going on. You're unbelievable. It's something odd on. vibes. Okay. Odd vibes. Right. It's from Pat Bev cool. in the podcast, which is pretty good. It is coming up after Have the break. Have you ever listened to an episode? It yes, I've watched a few. Are you keeps a it real. Liar. I have watched. You're he just real. a liar. It's not true. Derek Carr headed to Canton next. You're just lying to the Canton. audience. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. New Ravens OC Todd Monken was asked about working with Lamar. Also, what would happen if he didn't work with Lamar due to the contract quagmire we're currently in? 
Here's what he said. Take a listen. How difficult will it be uh, tomorrow goes out, comes the first week of the season? You know, how far behind will he be with your install? Oh, I'm sure he'll be behind, but um, it's still just football. I mean, I think sometimes we make this out to be way too much. You know, I mean, it's just football. It's been playing. I don't know when he started, maybe at five years old with the Purple Pounders or something in Miami or something. I mean, it's just football. Like, we'll cater to what he knows and play. Mm. Sure. Coach, I'll be honest with you. If you came on and said that as part of your analysis, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> just football. What do you think? Just football. Nick, your reaction. Well, I mean, I think it's a terrible answer. I, and I, the listen. The, he's not. He's not a head coach, and he's not going to be given a lot of interviews. And it's not. So I'm not going to kill the guy for it. I think it's a bad answer, but I also think it's indicative of the terrible spot the Ravens have put themselves in. This is. There is a reason why quarterbacks do not get franchise tagged. Three quarterbacks ever have played under the franchise tag. You know what they all had in common? None of them were first-round picks. None of them were anything close to a league MVP at that point in time. And none of their teams really deeply, fully believed in them. Drew Brees played under the franchise tag for the Chargers, who then got rid of him. He's a second-round pick. Kirk Cousins played under the franchise tag twice. He was a fourth-round pick. Dak Prescott played under the franchise tag for a full season, was a fourth-round pick. Now you have Lamar, a first-round pick, a league MVP, and the team's like, no, we'll just franchise tag him. It doesn't happen at this position, and one of the reasons I would imagine, Coach, is even if you're not installing a totally new offense, you need your quarterback there for, hopefully, OTAs, certainly training camp. And so people can understand this before I give it to you. If they franchise tag him, he can sign it days before, if he ever signs it, days before the season starts, and there's no penalty. So I know on sports TV everywhere they're going to say Lamar Jackson's holdout. There is no holdout because he's not under contract. He would just be not signing it. And if you're trying to install a new offense, potentially with new weapons, and Lamar shows up September 9th, it's like, okay, I'll well, take my real, 45 not million. Not like the NFL calendar. No, I'm talking the about real season. He, he, they, they hand it to him. He signs it whenever he wants. It's a brutal spot for the Ravens if he does sign it because he can wait until days before the season starts. Yeah, that'd be worst-case scenario. And you could say it's, it's just football. Remember, Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay and is trying to learn a new system. Right. And, and he's struggling, and he was there mm-hmm. yep. for a decent amount of time. So now you're talking about a system that's, that's very different than what Greg Roman did. They're talking about tempo and no huddle and, and all these different things where, where Greg Roman's system was more deliberate and they, they controlled time of possession. And so, so that's all, that's all a transition that, that he's going to have to go through. And, and he hasn't coached anybody like Lamar. He's coached Jameis Winston when he was a coordinator in Tampa, and then it was Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, and then Stetson Bennett. So he's got to get used to having an athlete like that and really figuring out what works in his system for him. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a horrible situation to be in if, if that's how it turns out where he comes in that late for both Lamar and, and for the Ravens. If Lamar's plan is to do that, if he's thinking, if they're going to franchise me, I'm just going to wait till right before the season to sign, then Lamar should just ask for a trade right now. He should just say, look, we've been negotiating for a year and a half. We are miles apart. Trade me. Just trade me. That would enable him to get a little bit of uh, control of the situation. Right now, they have all the control. I know he can sit, not sign it, and that's a little bit of control, but they essentially control the situation. If he says, just trade me, we can't come to an agreement, then they either have to improve their offer significantly or trade him. Everybody will know now Lamar wants out. So I, I think that's what he should do because if he were to come back right before the season, when he comes back, Coach, he needs to play well. Like, there are already questions about him because the way he plays, because he's not that big for a running quarterback, because he's been hurt the last two years. Like, he can't come in and afford to not know what the heck he's doing and look bad in the offense. So I think he should say, look, trade me if indeed he's thinking about doing this. Well, the exerting control, depending on how that injury really played out the last season, the season before, and that's where the control can come into play. When, you, when you're dinged up a little bit, you can make a decision, do I wait till I'm 100% healthy or do I come back and, and play through it? And, and when you've got this kind of money on the line, you wait till you're 100% healthy, and that's another way to exert control. But theoretically, I don't think he would do this, but just theoretically, 
he he signs the franchise tag. Maybe let's say it's the exclusive tag. Yeah. And on the first play of the game, he gets hit. You're like, you know what? Not a hundred percent. And then sits for the. You, it's of like, course. Like a quiet quitting. Of like, course. Look, that's, I, I had a guy one time who had a back injury the week before the season. And then his contract got signed and the injury disappeared. Oh. And it was one of those things where everybody knew what the back injury right. was, but that was real leverage that, that they have. And, and, and you never want to get into that. You never want to question the, uh, an athlete's injury or not injury, but that part of the, the world exists. This is headed in a terrible direction. And like any divorce, if you're going to ultimately get divorced, the earlier you admit it and rip the Band-Aid off, the better it is for everybody. Okay. And so, I don't You're know. Very I, personal there. Well, no, it's not. Child of divorce. Here's a story. Diana Rossini had a great report. Said that the Jets told Derek Carr he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he wins in New York. What? Okay. You okay. want to go here? Yeah, I would like to. Okay. Quickly. Bro, how many people do you think are in the Fresno State Football Hall of Fame? Give it a guess. Give it a guess. Seven? Seventy-one. Oh. Oh. Derek Carr, not one of them. So let's That's work ridiculous. on that. It's he true. His brother be. is. He's not. So let's work on the Fresno State Football Hall of Fame okay. before we get to Canton. Here's the reason, though, even though he's not going to be a first any ballot Hall of Famer, I think the Jets should do this. I have an unbelievable graphic for you. 36 quarterbacks last year threw at least 175 passes. You want to see the three lowest rated ones? It, you, oh, it better not be. Let Mac me just Jones. show it to you. Better, Mac it's not. not be on the side. No. 36 oh, quarterbacks. Okay. Through at least 175 wow. All passes. three of theirs were the lowest. The worst, the second worst, and the third worst were Jets. That's so a you great don't graphic. Have, you don't have to be great for it to be a great upgrade on a team that, despite that, was 7-4 and four last year at one point in time. Well, well, why would you say this? Why would you say Look, if I'm, if I'm Derek Carr's agent, I'm a, I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer. Pay me like a first oh ballot Hall of Famer. That's the first thing. There I don't know go. why you say it that way. <laughs> then if I'm the Jets and I say this guy can be a first ballot Hall of Famer and he comes into New York and he struggles, every fan is going to be like, what What happened to this yeah, guy? This guy's supposed strut. to be a first ballot Hall right. of Famer. Right. And, <laughs> and then you look at it like, does he have better coaching? Does he have better players? Is he facing less formidable defenses? Is there less pressure in New York than there is Las Vegas? Like, what, what value comes from this statement for anybody involved, except maybe Derek Carr and his agent, who then can He's negotiate eager. like a first ballot Hall of Fame. I agree with you, Coach, but let me say this. Oh, 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 come on. First of all, you win the Super Bowl in New York, it doesn't mean you're a Hall of Famer. Phil Sims won two, Hostetler won one, Sims won one. They're not Hall of Famers, obviously. Eli, will he be first ballot? No. He'll get in. He'll probably get in, right. But I'm just going to say this. Oh, my gosh. If Derek Carr. Go, because he's already made four Pro Bowls equal Wait. to Eli Wait. in nine years, and Eli played. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let have me to go to just let me say this. <laughs> I do. I think Derek Carr is going to make the Hall of Fame. No, bro. But what I'm saying is this: bro. if he goes to New York, and when he's 31, no, and has five really good seasons, yeah. And they win a Super Bowl? No, bro. Are you telling me there is no, no everything chance. is Matt? Coach, bro, you know this. Bro, you everything did this last year with Matt New York. You did this no, with Matt Stafford. I did. I just said it and might then, be a discussion. No, bro, you I, did this with Matt Stafford. If he has five, coach, no. And then at the beginning in New of York this year. is magnified. No, bro does this thing. If you're bad in New York, it's the worst. If you're good it, in New York, it's the best. And then nine months later, he's like, some people were saying. You did this with Stafford. You were like, some people were saying Stafford was going to be all favorite. That's Who's better, uh, Phil Sims or Derek Carr? Derek Carr had better regular season so far than Phil Sims. I think Obviously Phil better Sims than Hosteller. You look at the regular season records, uh, just production, and Carr's been better. 30 years ago. Okay. And if you, I'm not just talking about the raw numbers. Sure. Carr, Eli, I think is an art in the regular season. But Eli was mediocre in the regular season. It's an Guys, argument. we got an hour left in the show. I'm, I'm just saying. Go, am but I off base? You're off base. If he has four great Hall of Famer? Like, if, now, Bruce, now we're like, ballot, I mean, sixth ballot. <laughs> no, Hall of Fame's Hall of Fame to me. If he has four or five great years with the Jets. So what? And they win a Super Bowl. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. He's not a Hall of Famer. I think it's out there. 
I don't mind it. You just put it out I think there. it's out there. They're, they're saying it. I've heard it. It's people, out there. Bro, how many people. quarterbacks from this era are making the Hall of Fame? If Carr makes it, we got to put 13 in. Do Matt I Ryan's think he's going to make it? Phil no. Rivers is in. But it, does Cam Matt Ryan have in. a Super Bowl? Does Cam have a Super Bowl? They, they went there and they won league MVP. They didn't, no, they didn't win. Oh. That, the answer is no. You're putting Stafford in. No, I'm not putting he Stafford in. He won a Super Bowl. You I broached the topic. <laughs> Uh, as the Aaron Rodgers drama drags on, eyes turn to Jordan Love. Matt Schneidman of The Athletic noting that there's a chance that Jordan Love requests a trade. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. If Rodgers stays around, the question should. is, Nick, yeah. should he do it? Of course it? he should. Please, and really? I, hold on. I'm not done reading the script here oh, that I sorry. wrote. My bad. <laughs> Asterisk. Please remind Nick he's not allowed to bring up the point that Jordan Love should have played in those last four games. Yeah, Go ahead. thank you. Okay, I like it's that five actually. games and I won't. That's I like fine. that. Don't worry about that. Good Jordan Love's been in this league three years. Mm-hmm. 82 guys, 78 guys, pardon me, have thrown more passes than him in these three years, including Josh Johnson, Tim Boyle, Jake Luton, Zappum, who only played two games, two and a half mm-hmm. games, Trace McSorley. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years and barely played, and what happened in year four? He played all 16. If you get, if you're a highly sought-after candidate for any job where a lot, of t- a lot of companies would pay you to come in and work, and a company brings you in and it's like, okay, listen, we love you. We love you enough that we actually moved up to come get you. We're going to need you to be patient, but you are the heir apparent, and now you are going on potentially the entirety of your contract without being put to work, you absolutely should ask to go somewhere else. I think Aaron would have, and I'm not saying talent-wise, but we didn't know what Aaron was then. It's not fair to him. So if they're not going to play him, then they need to trade him to someone who will. You can't hold the player hostage. Well, you list that who's who of quarterbacks that you listed that had more passes. Yeah. How to work out for those guys? Pretty Uh-oh. good. No, Ooh, there no. you go, so, coach. So he's got another year. He can sit behind Aaron Rodgers. He makes three million dollars this year. He's got twenty million dollars the next year. Okay? If so, they pick up the option. Okay, which, which the, they're going to pick up the option. So he's going to have that twenty million dollars. And then what? What you've got in place is, is you've got the team that drafted you, which has the most interest in making you work. And, and there's a difference when you get traded or when you when you leave and go to a different team. The new team doesn't have the same bond as the team that drafted right. you. So he's going to have the most benefit of the doubt in Green Bay. So he's going to want that opportunity to be realized in Green Bay. I, I'm with Coach on this. First of all, I, look, they're not fair to him. I mean, they're paying him millions of dollars. He's on the team. We drafted you. It, it's not about fairness. It's about can you get on the field. Now, I got to say this. Bob McGinn, the reporter who said – that they, they're done and disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. He also said, for what it's worth, if Rodgers insists on coming back to Green Bay, that they will start Jordan Love. Now, I, that's hard to fathom. What? But th- that was in that report. I imagine Rodgers and the team would agree where he doesn't have to be there, right? But even so, even if they bring back Rodgers and he starts, I don't think Jordan Love should demand a trade because of what Coach said, but also Nick. Jordan, first of all, is Jordan Love that highly sought well, after? That's, that's what you – but hold on, let me finish. He now knows Matt LaFleur's system. That's going to be the best chance of him playing well in that system, not going elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think he – even if he sits behind Rodgers one more year, his best chance of being successful will be in Green Bay, so he should stay. Go ahead, Watts. No, you go. You're it, it, Guys – you are asking Jordan, like he's under contract, take the money, do what the team wants. You are asking him to act the way we ask all NFL players, all pro athletes to act, not the way someone who literally no one in the history of the sport will have been asked to do this. We have never had a quarterback drafted in the first round that goes four years without getting a chance to play. It is not that he has not won the job. He has not been allowed to compete for the job. It is not that he, he was given five job. weeks of beating Aaron Rodgers for the job. Like two years of being the MVP. That's great. I understand. Like, like compete. Okay, I, I he, he was going to be better than no, that. No, of course. Which is why he should demand a trade. Who? It is who, not his who, fault. How do people don't even know if he can play? Right. I get it. How much are that, the Packers getting for him? That is the Packers' fault. 
at some point, the player must take care of himself. He was drafted. Other teams wanted him. They traded up to get him. They have put him on ice like a great bottle of wine, as if these aren't you prime like years. Sitting, you act like he's sitting behind a nobody. Thank no, like I am not. God dog it. I am not blaming the Packers for. I, I, yes, I do think they should have played him at the end of the year, but oh, set that aside. You, set that aside. There was an asterisk. Set that aside. <laughs> I am not blaming the, the Packers segment. for rolling with Aaron Rodgers. But if. If when Fox hired me, they, they were like, hey, you're going to take over for Colin. We think he's going to do one or two more years. And Colin's the greatest ever. And three and a half years in, Colin's like signed a new contract. And I went to him like, hey, guys, can you let me out of my deal and let me try to go pursue my dreams? And they're like, no. We're paying you. Sit there. I wouldn't have right to be like, this is ridiculous. No, you would have every right to say that, but you're under contract. And unfortunately, right. that's guys the way it demand trades. Playing in the NFL guys is demand not a trades when they have oh. leverage. He has zero leverage. What's he going to do? Sit out? What's it? What and is you it? can't just say Nick just because he's a first round pick. So is Zach Wilson. He got so a chance. chance. Yeah, and he Josh was Rosen got a chance. I am not saying I think Jordan Love's good. I'm saying we have had 600 quarterbacks drafted in the first round in NFL history. None have been asked to do what this kid's being asked to do if they ask him to sit a fourth year. Ridiculous. None. Ridiculous. What is ridiculous. ridiculous? Just because where you drafted doesn't mean you have a right to play. It, of you course it does. Your, no, it doesn't. No, you do have a right to get a chance to get on the field. How? Unless you show you can't play. Because every first round pick does. Maybe he's shown he every, can't play. No, it's because the guy was an MVP. This is crazy. It's crazy. 103 years of the no NFL. He no one's been asked to do what they're asking him to do. If they ask him to do it for a fourth year, they should say, okay, we made a bad pick. We owe it to this person to give him a chance to pursue his career goals. Stop. What are we talking they about? They're paying the dude millions of dollars. Do we want athletes money. to only care about the money, or do we want them to actually love it's the sport? It's a job. I understand. It is a job. It's how you take care of your family. Right. Yes, and if for him to be able to actually take care of generations of his family, at some point he's going to have to He'll play. He'll get his chance. So what do you want him to do? You want him to ask and go to the Panthers? And be horrible? I, I, oh, this is, it's obvious. I want, <laughs> if the Packers won't play him, to trade him to someone who will. But to who? The, it, the, the, you, you don't, don't even know if anybody will play him. So okay, in, in a league where we saw the start, Sam Ellinger was starting games this year. Jordan Love would have a chance to get on the field for a dozen teams. If they're not going to give him a chance to play, they have an obligation to trade him to someone who will. They don't you have not. an. They have an obligation to do what's in the best right. interest of the organization. Okay, that's, it's not that's like they're, he's the doing it for free. Okay, so you can like right. just draft a guy and squat on his rights for for no reason. Just do it. We're paying you. You, you. you don't get to play. You don't get to compete. You don't get a chance. That's fine. It's a ridiculous standard. He gets to compete. He, you just said he doesn't get to compete. He's we been just competing said he gets the two-time MVP what? and, and uh, maybe a first ballot Hall of Famer. A little different than the last quarterback. Should have beaten the Chiefs when he got the chance. Yeah, he would have been in a tough been. spot. I don't know Jordan Love. I don't even know if he's good. It's so obviously yeah, unfair. You're a Jordan Love guy. And a major I'm It's so obviously Jordan Love, too. Sure. That's you from it's now It's so on. obviously Coming up unfair. next, Bronny. All of a sudden, a lottery pick. Next, first things first. Moving on up. New 2024 nice. NBA mock draft. This is crazy, man. And Jonathan Gavoni has Bronny James at 10 going to the Frisky Magic. It's just a projection, but if it's an opportunity for me to shout out the Magic, I'm going to do it. Here's what Gavoni wrote. As most of his peers have flatlined the past 12 to 18 months, James has grown, filled out his frame, found another gear with his explosiveness, and become an absolute terror off the ball defensively thanks to his outstanding intensity and feel for the game. That's Pretty good. Now that he's a projected lottery pick, Brew, do you expect teams to make moves to get Bronny with the idea that LeBron would also join the team? Well, let me first say this about that, that report. Like, I would love to see Bronny be a lottery pick. I, I'm watching him. I love his feel for the game. I think he's got his dad's court vision and sense and intelligence and all that. But to say he's going to be a lottery pick because he's defensively a terror as a 6'2 guard – that. I, I don't get that. All right, nobody's drafting a lottery pick who's 6'2 because he's great defensively in high school. Okay, but let, let me – that I had to say that. But, Nick, 
I don't think a team would draft Bronny in lottery. Let's say he, we're assuming he's not that level of player, right? That you just draft him, even though he might be a second round or late first round talent, you just draft him in the lottery to get LeBron two years from now when LeBron's about to turn forty. It's a legit lottery pick now. Oh, that's fine, but I'm just saying the, the question was: Would you draft would Bronny you reach in the lottery? Him? Right. It, how to get LeBron? So here's my question. No. Oh, okay. So let me ask you this. Because LeBron's got one year left on his Lakers deal. We obviously don't know what he's going to look like a year from now. But let's just say this summer that LeBron says for the first time in his career, I want to be traded. I don't want to be here. What, what, what number draft pick would you trade away to get LeBron James? Not his son, to get LeBron. So would you right now... Would I wouldn't you, trade a lottery pick for him. Really? No. So the Pelic- First the of all, Pelicans- most teams in the lottery are bad. Right, but this- why would a bad team let's, want LeBron? Let's take the Pelicans. The Pelicans, we don't think it's a bad team, but they might end up in the lottery because of the Zion thing. And let's say they have the tenth pick of the draft. Would you? Who's the you, GM of the Pelicans? David Griffin. What did he say about LeBron? He, he, he said he was, was miserable. Yes, but then he, 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 he clarified said. that a dozen times. And he yeah, because he got called he on the carpet about for it. Was, it, that it was because of the expectations every single year. So hold on. Those wouldn't what, be there what if val- LeBron of went to. There would okay. Be. What value do you think LeBron James right now has in trade draft pick wise? Not value? a lottery pick. Really? No. So Kevin, he's playing awesome for a thirty-eight-year-old. Yep. And they're the 13th seed. No. And he's got Anthony Davis. No, but dude, dude, we just saw the trade deadline. We saw what guys we have seen. For, the you, old LeBron James no, I'm not could lead that, that Lakers of, team you ripped to shreds three weeks of ago. Course. LeBron would lead them I to a top seed I understand. That's why he's the, the best player ever. Because, yeah, uh, I get that. But, the, the, but that's not the point. He's not close to that now. I, I don't understand, care what the numbers but that, Hold on. Hold on. We saw DeJounte Murray. Go for three firsts and two swaps. Yeah, and how's that working so, out? Okay, great. We just saw <laughs> Kevin Durant go for four firsts. So you're telling me LeBron James is not worth the 13th pick of the draft? Not at, one for one? Not at 38, 39 years old. Why? Okay. Because we... And do I have a better teammate for him than Anthony Davis? You might have a better overall supporting cast, of course. It's clearly not just about one teammate. And LeBron, look, it's a little different now because he's not as ball dominant. But historically, LeBron has been hard to fit in. You don't drop him in like Kevin Durant. Your whole team shifts when you bring in LeBron James. The way you play, guys, roles, all that changes. Now, maybe it would be different two years from now because he is being more of a scorer Mm -hmm. and not ball dominant. But it's not just as simple as we'll add LeBron and next thing you know, we win in the championship, especially now. I'm going to take a different angle on this. The teams that are listed here, and again, it's just a projection. Yeah. They're not good teams. Correct. Spurs, Hornets, Pistons, Rockets. Yeah, to the ten worst teams. The Jazz are sneaky yeah. okay. Wizards. If one of these teams says, you know what, we want Bronny. So He's top ten, so they don't need to necessarily reach. The question's a little yeah. bit funky, but the Pistons. So that's an interesting point here. All of a sudden, LeBron's like, I'm with the Pistons. Is that because I want to play with my son, which I, I think is very admirable. But isn't You're that saying, weird? Is that a deterrent? It's just deterrent? odd to see LeBron no. playing for the So Pistons. I think when LeBron initially said, whoever drafts Bronny gets me, I think he said it in part just to make sure Bronny got drafted. I think it wasn't that we've talked about it, that it was, and you guys can say this is bad business, whatever. I saw the Knicks sign J.R. Smith's brother to make J.R. happy. Seth Curry, who was turned into an awesome NBA player, got a bunch of extra chances because of Steph. A tenth of the league is Andacumpo brothers because of teams wanting to keep Giannis happier, keep him on the radar. So I think when LeBron initially said it, it was – Make sure if LeBron, if Bronny is potentially not a draft, you know, it would be an undrafted guy, that he would get drafted, and LeBron could kind of steer it. If Bronny, if Jonathan Gavoni is very good at his yeah, job, right, and has a good track record on this stuff, if he's right that Bronny on his own merits is going to be a lottery pick, it could put LeBron in an odd spot where it's like, wait, it's not. My kid gets drafted late, late first because a team wants me yeah. as well. It's that I and he's he might drafted. back off and just say it's good enough to be in the league with Brian. Correct. Not and and if he, and if the kid is a lottery pick on his own merit, he might not want to overshadow it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this guy's going to be a starter on his own. Right. And so that – That it, should be a case anyway, in my view. Yeah, you have different – you know. Because when you go there, you're going to – if he's not that good, teammates are going to be like, he's only on the team because I know. Brew is much more old school. I don't know if you've heard the What's Right with the Right podcast, but I do that with my son. And, you know what I mean? I'm not sure yeah, he got that's, hired that's exactly a little different. You don't have other coworkers on. saying, huh. He's on oh, you don't hear a wild stick. dad. Oh, wild stick shots. <laughs> you know, shout out to Bronny. He's been dealing. That's good that he's moved up. I, he's I like he's moved up. I and like he's handled game. this with as much grace as you possibly can and has really worked on his game. I think it's great. When I read this article, I was very happy I like for his him. Game. Bronny, Bryce, and Bron Sr. playing for the Vegas Bryce, team that Bryce Bron is, owns. Bryce is really good. <laughs> Bryce is good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming up next, who has Impressive. the most to prove? After all, oh, this is a homework assignment. Kevin Wiles assigned to me, like my ninth grade chemistry teacher. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to recognize Teresa Weatherspoon. You already know her credentials. NCAA champ with Louisiana Tech, two-time All-American, two-time WNBA Defensive Player of the Year, five-time WNBA All-Star, Olympic gold medalist, Naismith Hall of Famer, Class of 2019, and now an assistant coach for the New Orleans Pelicans. What you might not know about Spoon, though, is why she's an MVP off the court. As one of the few female coaches in the NBA, let alone a black female coach, she's blazing new trails and doing it with such class. I asked her one time how she handles being a woman in a man's world, and she told me, oh, no, wrong way to look at it. I belong here just as much as any male, Jen. Got it, Spoon. Lesson learned. NBA players making millions respect her so much because she genuinely cares. She's humble enough to notice others and take the time to get involved, but she's wise enough to give advice that really makes a difference. Zion Williamson credits Spoon with helping him through those dark days of the foot injury that cost him all of last season. I mean, he tears up when he starts talking about her. Spoon also notices the undrafted two-way players. They go under her wing, too. She makes everybody feel like someone important. It's a beautiful lesson for a coach impacting athletes, but it's just as important in life for the rest of us. Welcome back to a big Wednesday show. We've got a brand new segment for you. Let me outline what happened. Yesterday afternoon, under a set of fluorescent tube lights at an uncleared table at Aubon Pond, one person hunkered down by himself to outline who has the most to prove after the All-Star break. It's a brand new segment. It's excellent. It's time to see who wins. The MTP, most to prove. <laughs> All right, so this is NBA guys on the stretch run going into the playoffs. Number eight, Kawhi Leonard. Oh. His career needs a third arc, Brew. Right now, he's missed almost his entire prime. Right. He's only had two great seasons. His final healthy season in San Antonio and the season with Toronto as far as start to finish. And one of those two ended with injury thanks right. to Zaza. He's 285th all-time in points. And I know that's not really what matters, but it gives you a context of how little basketball he's actually played. Number seven, Jason Tatum. I thought he was going to take a leap in the media's eyes this year that he has. I thought he was going to be discussed as, is he the best player in basketball? He is not included in that discussion. He was briefly an MVP candidate, seemingly not anymore. Wild still mutters to himself, 100 turnovers. (laughs) 100 turnovers. (laughs) Number six, Ja. A lot of talk. Wow. A lot of talking. He runs Some very, uh, let's call it, questionable decision-making he seems to have made. And ever since the incident between those Memphis Grizzlies and our colleague Shannon, that team has not been good. Nope. And Josh said, the West has nothing for me. And That's Stephen I, Adams. I, was, That's yeah, so I know Stephen Adams hadn't been there. JJ so Ja has put, no pun intended, a target on his back, and he needs to step up here. Number five, Kevin Durant. Now, KD is a made guy, but he could go further. I right now have Kevin Durant as the 15th greatest player ever. Giannis is right on his heels at 16. Ahead of him, Moses, I know you disagree with that, Dr. J, Steph, Shaq, Akeem. Those are the next five. Win a title this year, definitely jump Moses. Probably jump jump Doc. He and Steph becomes a real conversation again. So, Kevin Durant. Number four, Anthony Davis. From 2012 to 2020, here was Anthony Davis's basketball life. Nearly perfect season at Kentucky. Most outstanding player won a championship. First eight years in the NBA. 
four-time first-team All-NBA first-team, three-time top-six MVP vote-getter, and, by the way, won a championship. And then these last three years, what the hell is going mm. on? Since winning a championship, he has not been the same guy. Number three, it's two guys, teammates, Kyrie and Luka. Oh. If they were to win this title, they're both made men forever. Kyrie, you could say already is, but there's the little asterisk of, yeah, but when he wasn't alongside LeBron, it wasn't the same. And Luka will have won a title so quickly to be a And they can, they, if they win the title, they will be teammates, I would imagine, for the next half decade. Mm. And all summer, Kyrie can do whatever he wants on Instagram. Luka can just smoke as much hookah as he wants. Nobody can say anything. Number two, <laughs> another pair of teammates, Embiid and Harden. Oh. Mm. Harden wins this title. He's a top 20 all-time player. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what? He, <laughs> he, he jumps Barkley. He jumps Malone. And they're right now top 20 all-time guys. He does. The regular season stuff is undeniable, and then he would have a playoff thing they don't. We can debate that another time. Okay. Embiid, on the other hand, he takes his seat at the table as saying, hey, guys, am I the best player alive? The last two years, Joel Embiid, 32, 11, 4, and 2. Those are his averages on an insane 52, 37, 83 shooting splits for a center. And then number one, of course, Nikola Jokic. Mm. He has to win the title. Does he? Well, he has to. If he wins MVP this year, it is incumbent upon him. Brew, there have been eight guys to win three MVPs. Those eight guys have 38 championships between them. They average 4.75 titles apiece. You're like, oh, it's unfair because Russell's got 11. Take him out. They average four championships apiece. <laughs> the guys with two MVPs who don't have a title, Brew, Steve Nash, Carl Malone, and Jokic. Okay. Got to get yourself off that list if you want a third title. And you're the one seed. Can't say don't have the team. Can't say don't have the path. He has the most to prove of everyone. There is the list. It's a good list. It's a good list. Great I will list. give you that, Nick. But first, I want to address your, your number two guys, Embiid and Harden. Oh. And you made a good case, especially for Embiid. Very good case. Harden, top 20. We could debate that. But we know Philly ain't got a chance. Why? Philly is not winning oh, the East. So oh, I'm offering no. you this, but why would I take it? It is an uh, because they're not Philly's in the, the best East. shape they've been in all year. Better than Boston. East. Boston owns them. They, the last Milwaukee, 40, they beat Milwaukee. The last I 40 games, I think they have the best record in basketball. The Nets disintegrated. Giannis, God love him, is injured. He's how's Harden in. been? How's Harden been in the playoffs? You, you really trusting I, that? I, I knew that beforehand, and as you taught me, if Harden melts down in the playoffs, I just get a mulligan or something, whatever. It's like, oh, who could have seen this coming? It's all right, this is, you know, you sure you don't? You Give me my olive branch back. No, I don't want this. This is yeah. my olive branch. Don't you don't want All right. No, you want it back. I, just, I don't want him to have Here, Here's what I'm going to say, Nick. Yeah. I, this is a weird thing for Jokic. Because I'm with you in that <laughs> it's about time to start getting close to a championship. At least right? make a finals. But we all know that pressure is based on expectations. But how could the expectations not be sky high for a straight you, MVP? But let's keep it real. Do you really think a lot of people expect Denver to win well, even they the West, then let alone a champion? They're, they're, fourth, they're fourth in the odds to win a championship. We just did that yesterday. I mean, I, but do you – you with me, right? Does, of course. Does any, do many people really expect Jokic no, to win the championship? Nobody I don't know that anybody expects him to win the championship. Then stop voting for, him for MVP. Exactly. Well, but hold on. But I didn't vote we for him last year, but I'm just saying – it is a regular season award, and guys are missing too many games to compete with him. But but I, that's why expectations, Nick. I got to move Kevin Durant to number one. Wow. Because we expect Phoenix to win the, the championship. It's 22 so just, games. He is a made man. You, you said yesterday he doesn't have championships. Who expects Phoenix? Your pick is the Warriors. You're abandoning them too? Hold on. There's been trades. There's huh. been new information. <laughs> Right. Why not, it's not picks. my pick. I'm just saying, Phoenix, if they don't win the championship this year and they're healthy, it is, year, it is a failure. It is a failure. And I got to get CP3 on here. Oh, I got to get CP3 on here somewhere. He's not too old. And he's been with Lob City. Don't get past the second round. He was up uh, with Houston. 
And they're up 3-2 on a great Golden yeah, State he team. He gets hurt. But the next year, they're tied 2-2 and Kevin and, Durant and is Durant out. Gets hurt. And they yeah. still get beaten the You're next right. two games. And then they're up 2-0 on Phoenix. They blow that. They are then on last Milwaukee. year, they're up 3-2 on, on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, on, on Milwaukee. On last year, they blew it against sure. the Mavericks. Like, CB3 has had opportunities to win championships. Yeah. He's got none. So I, I like how you said championships there. It's very I liked it. he has that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put Zion on your list, and if you remember Zion. last year, is he I remember him. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Well, the leader right. of the Frisky Pelicans, who I had going all the way to the finals, oh. and I was looking good for a while. That's almost as they bad were in as first place was. late December. But let's take a look at Zion's career so far, games played, games missed. Okay, uh, 24 played, 48 missed. 61 played, 11 missed. Then we went over, and right now wow. we're missing more than we're playing overall 114, 171. He's played 114 career games. Yeah, it, it also been in the league Four longer years. than I thought because I kind of you kind of just took that yeah. 21, 22 off. So here's the thing: they were in first place. Zion was an yep. all-star, feeling good. Balling. Then they lost 10 in a row. Ingram's toe was hurt. They went. They, they're seven and 16 in 2023. And here's the good part. Optimistically, two games behind the Clippers, fourth place. Pessimistically, one and a half games above the Jazz and I think the Blazers for being out of the playoffs. So here's the curveball of a take. The real boss move, shout out to Jalen Jacoby, would be not to rush back. This hamstring was hurt and then he re-injured it in three on three. I think he's going to feel immense pressure to come back and try to prove something. I think the actual great move is wait, 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 and prove that you can be disciplined enough not to play. Play the rest of the year. Well, until the playoffs. But that that is an it's an it, I'm trying to thread the needle of a take here. I think but the playoffs going, are going to be the play in, which can be right. single elimination. If I don't know that they can let him play. Oh, they, they got. He's got play. the long-term deal now. Like they want to make sure he's healthy. Zi- listen, as best they can. Zion on a per-minute per-game basis is as efficient a scorer as we've ever seen. High-volume scorer. And he affects winning. Too. And he affects yep. winning. It's great. And all of the concerns about his body were well-founded. I tried to dismiss him. I'm like, guys, lose weight. He'll be fine. He's young. He's athletic. And obviously, guy, it, 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 it is. Every it's like it's the hamstring, it's the foot, it's the every. So here's so here's what I'm worried about the hamstring. Yeah. Harden hurt his hamstring, came back and wasn't the same right. guy. It yeah. took him. I want him just season. to rest the hamstring until it's, it's ready. Not a lot of rest. I think they're I know, with him still. I, I think I wouldn't put him out there if he's not ready. All right, we're gonna close this segment. Give a great letter grade on that segment report card. Um. Drew's not good at this, man. B plus. That's good. Are you happy with that? What? No, I never got a B plus. I give it an A minus. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna give it a. That wasn't on Nick. That was all of us. All of us. Oh, okay, we'll do better next segment. Stay with us. <laughs> Welcome back to a huge show. This is gonna be a great five minutes because you're not gonna believe the things Brew is about to say. Brock Purdy was gonna have surgery. It's now delayed because of inflammation, so his timetable's pushed back a little bit. He still should be okay. Uh, Brew, now who do you believe in? Who do you want the 49ers to roll with? I'll give you some options. Brock Purdy was on the team. Trey Lance, who has a bright future. <laughs> I mean, stupid. please, I mean, I cannot believe. <laughs> Say it! Or Jimmy G. Plan- He's back! <laughs> I'm, look! From a football, I'm taking Brock Purdy out because you know Iowa Mafia and all that. Let's say he can't play because of this delay. He should be all right. Okay, if he's all right, I'm going with Brock. But if he's not, from a football standpoint, Nick, I'm like, from a football standpoint with a team that's built to win, let's see. I can go with the guy that when he's healthy, we get to the NFC title game at least. Or when he's unhealthy, like he's unhealthy a lot of time. But when he's healthy, we get to the NFC title game. Or I can go with the guy that started seven games, including college, in the last four years, and that didn't show me a lot in the few he started in the NFL. 
I'm going to go with Jimmy G from a football standpoint. I get the business, and if I'm Jimmy G, I'm not giving you a discount because the Raiders will probably give him a real salary. So I get that from a business standpoint. But football-wise, Nick, their best – They don't even want him. What is that type of discount? Their best chance of winning would be with Jimmy G over Trey Lance. Bro, but it's a salary (laughs) cap sport, right? Okay. What do you mean? Okay, you act like that doesn't. Uh, oh. No, but hold do you on. think Jimmy's Financially, gonna come play for free? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying from a football well, standpoint. Okay, no. Jimmy G should go to the Raiders, assuming they're gonna pay. Okay, no, but I'm not asking about. I'm, we're asking about the Niners. Yes. Should would you play Trey Lance, who you have under contract, who when he has played, except for in the monsoon, actually has played just fine. If you look at the numbers, he has had very limited opportunities. Just fine. Yeah, he's been just fine for a guy making his first two starts in the I'm league. I'm beyond yes. just hold, fine. But Jimmy's not. <laughs> I need just hold on. Just or fine. would you play him? Or would you go hat in hand back to Jimmy G and say we'll pay you thirty some million dollars? Oh, no, no, that's look what, financially I get it. What you, I'm just saying from a football no, standpoint, th- if you just looking at it from a football standpoint, Nick, Jimmy G, you'd rather have him behind center than Trey. But you I get the money. But, I can't okay. do it. But I'm just saying from but a football standpoint. But the thing standpoint. is, is you don't you, you. I disagree with you, and so do the Niners. The Niners they made the decision. A year ago, too. The, That's a good point. They he got a broke point. his leg, guys. They didn't. He didn't no, he didn't tra- want. No, Trey Lance Shanahan didn't, didn't want him on the team. Said, "Yeah, we're saying goodbye to Jimmy G." They did the whole thing. Next thing you know, Jimmy G's because back. Because Jimmy G came to them hat in hand and said, "No one will trade for me." No. Nope. Nope. Well, Hold on. Mean, look, Jimmy, that's what happened. Jimmy that is G what did happened. take a, a significant pay cut. Yes, to no one would no trade one. for him at twenty nine million a year, which yes. I get. Right. But he's going to get that and more yeah. from the Raiders, Re- most likely. The, go ahead. I, look, I, to me, this is totally different than than the Jordan Love discussion because Trey Lance has nobody in front of him right now. Brock Purdy's not going to be ready. They obviously felt extremely good about what his potential was in this system. He really hasn't had an opportunity to show what he can do. You definitely got to go with Trey Lance, knowing, hope, or hoping that Brock Purdy at some point is going to be able to come back in the mix, and they're either one, two, however that works out. But Trey Lance does present some things that Jimmy G doesn't. He presents some huge yeah. upside. He doesn't and they, throw they, with they, his eyes closed. Doesn't run out of the back of the end zone. Well, they could get you to the NFC they, title. They've gone, he hasn't had a chance. Well, yeah, they, you really don't know where, where he is. And he's got a his, Jimmy G's got a history of injuries, too. Agreed. It's not like you're buying some guarantee that you're going to get 17 games in the playoffs, even if you go back. Well, look, I agree. I would not pay Jimmy G what he can get on the market. But we don't know bring what he back. can get out well, of the market. Well, uh, you're right. If, if the Raiders don't want him, I mean, that's what all the reports say, then I don't know where he's going to What would you up. pay him? I think he's getting, by today's standards, he's getting in the 30s. Would, so you'd be okay. Don't you think the Raiders will give him that? No, if, if I'm the Niners, the financial situation they're in, I would go with Trey. I'm saying strictly football. I would rather have Jimmy G starting there if, than Trey Lance. Uh, it's it's such an incomplete evaluation. You got to see what Trey Lance can do. You've invested right. so much that's, that's why I think in, in, do in this guy and, and his future and the upside. You've got to give him a chance. But those and he are has not looked out reasons. of his depth when he has played. But he has he looked really good. He he looked. He, listen, it's like this much of a right. It's a small small he, size, his rookie season, the two games he played, he played very well in one and mediocre in the other. This year, he played one game in a torrential downpour. <laughs> no, that it was, it was guys. Chicago, it was. It's not like the, the the Trevor Lawrence five fumble game where it was raining and I call it a monsoon. <laughs> yeah, this, this was, was a torrential downpour. And then the next game, he played one series and broke his leg. To act like we've seen Trey Lance and the results aren't promising is no, unfair. That, that's fair. And that we cannot. Gloss over the fact that Jimmy G's one thing you had was, ah, it takes you to the conference championship game or further, when they just had Mr. Irrelevant go He's undefeated not Mr. and take them to the conference He's championship game. He's not Mr. Game. Relevant anymore. But, He's actually a solid quarterback. Or, or it is exactly what I told you, which is any baseline competent quarterback can do that. With that Ryan offense Hoyer. and that team. Yeah, not baseline Nick competent. Mullins. Not baseline competent. Brian Horst is not baseline competent? Not as a starter. Of course not. Which is Can why he's he win never a couple start. of games? But, How about that? Which is, no, baseline competent. C.J. Beathard? I don't know. C.J. Beathard. We're bringing up C.J. Beathard. Brian Hoyer is competent. Okay. That's what I'm saying. 
I mean, sir, like Bruce Big Take you, today or Derek one Carr's a Hall of Famer. You're one and, for and four. And Brian Hoyer's got Hold on, you, 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 you just right? We got I want to reach the Brian Hoyer part of the <laughs> I want to be we loved got the way that you love Jimmy G. Yeah, everybody I, I does, that. man. I'll, I don't think he's going to the Raiders either. Yeah. It's not as good as Derek Carr. No, but they're, they're not bringing back A.J. Brown. Join the Raw Room podcast. Yeah, check out his headwear when he, on this podcast. Okay. Talked about Jalen Hurts' upcoming deal. Take a listen. I love Philly. And I'm about, what I'm about to say, you do not pay this man. Just ship me off wherever he finna go. It's over. I'm telling you. Package deal me <laughs> with you. Listen, so you talk about pressure, how we get it done. I like that. I like it too. The Royals hat, hat or the, the, the all hat. Oh, okay. Uh, largest active NFL contracts, Mahomes, Allen, Russ, Kyler, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, Brew, what was your reaction to A.J. Brown? So it was joking, but I thought it was good camaraderie. Well, this is why I think the Eagles are in good shape with Jalen Hurts. You know, uh, he's got all the intangibles as well as all the physical characteristics you want in your quarterback. The teammates love him, and they believe in him. So I- I'm with A.J. Brown. Like you said, he's joking. But it shows that they really believe in Hurts, and that's what you want. What if they uh, didn't sign him to a deal and then franchise tagged him? We would probably be a sign they're, they're not fully sold on him, right? Mm. Probably, right? If they didn't sign him to a deal and franchise tagged him. Fresh off the Super Bowl is a little bit different than fresh one off playoff Super Bowl, victory. Is I understand that, but also won a league MVP, did Push Lamar. Back. But I don't think anyone – the reason I think this didn't create real waves was because everybody knows the Eagles are signing Right. Right. Like, I don't think the, the – Jalen, Justin, and Joe, those three quarterbacks this summer, are all getting signed to extensions, which – and I'm not really trying to make this Lamar thing – will make the Lamar negotiations more complex because those guys, while they might not get $200 million guaranteed, what you saw on that Mahomes graphic was – or that graphic that Mahomes is at the top mm-hmm. of – $45 million average per year is the baseline for these new quarterback deals. I wouldn't be shocked if Joe touches $50 million per year on average. But Mahomes doesn't have a ton of guaranteed money. Isn't well, that, that that's actually part? misleading. Okay. The, the Mahomes, because Mahomes is the future years guaranteed right, 15 helps. months in advance. So it's not guaranteed at time of signing. Yeah. But, like, right now, all of his 2024 money guarantees. Right. Gotcha. And at this time in 24, all the 25 money guarantees. So he always has, like, and rolling it helps guarantees. Them their and it helps yeah, them manage it. So I, the, the real question is, is any team going to believe in their quarterback enough? Is any quarterback going to believe in their team enough to sign a 10-year deal with Oh, that's a good take. Which Patrick did, and nobody else has come close to it. You know, I'd sign you to a 10-year deal. Thanks, buddy.